Welcome Modern Talkers, this is Modern Talk. I've been not excited about, not not excited, but this um, this war zone that I'm in, uh, I'll do a video of it. It's, um, it's crazy in here and everything's everywhere. Uh, I don't know if you could tell, but I'm in a different place. I know it's just a white background always. Um, I'm in a different position, I mean, in the room. Uh, and because the room's crazy and um there's like only two outlets in this whole place working so i only had two options and this was the second one uh and uh what else did i want to say about it um the lights that i usually have aren't here because someone stole them um not really but uh he always like asks what and when i need it and i try to always tell him I only need it Wednesday mornings and you could have them literally every other day I don't care and every time he takes it to his house to use for the church or whatever he tells me and I'm like you don't have to I don't say this but you don't have to tell me that just have them back Wednesday morning and um, so I've just been letting it go like hey yeah that's great sure like let it you know let it rip and then finally I texted him. I looked everywhere for way too long. And he said, I said, you know, do you know where the LED lights are? Because it's possible it could be in a tarp or a bag somewhere. And uh, he said, uh-oh, they're at my house. So whoopsie daisy, you didn't follow my own mid-direction. You had one job. Not really, I hate when people say that because <laughs> He has his literal own job. And that's like the um, intern energy. It's like, you had one job. Yeah, but I also am doing it for free. Uh, and I get no respect here. And, uh, and I hate it here. So that's why I messed up my one job. And plus interns do everything that everyone else doesn't want to do. So, um, it's not just one job, it's really like a thousand little horrible jobs. Uh, yeah, so that's been my morning and I've been a little been a little stressed up until now. And um, I shut off the AC in both rooms, which that room doesn't, shouldn't do anything. Like, I don't think it's even hooked up, but I shut that off too and the AC's still going. So the audio might be a little bit, uh, leave a little bit more to be desired, as they say. So uh, that's where I'm at, and literally where I'm at, and emotionally, I'm a little high tench. Um, but I shouldn't be because two days ago, I think, I was on a pontoon boat, just chilling. Uh, my Myrtle parents, I don't know if I've talked about them on the podcast, but uh, there's two people from the church that I met that are just super sweet and generous and nice to me. 
and, and to anybody who would who would be willing to spend time with them whatever <clears throat> or whatever but uh you know for whatever reason we picked each other <laughs> um so i'm over their house a lot and uh i've become like part of their family and um they have they're like in their 50s i think and they have kids around my age and uh her their daughter has kids and so they rented a pontoon boat and invited me and my parents <laughs> uh so we we had a day a boat day and that was super nice and they fished and i never fished before and then uh, i talked about this in therapy um how i i have this idea in my head for things for the first time um and i won't do it if it's doesn't have the potential to live up to what I'm thinking. And when I was a kid, uh, my uncle, one of my uncles was like a big fisher, maybe still is. And uh, he said like, yeah, I'll take you fishing sometime, whatever. And, and then I had this idea in my head, oh, we, you know, how we'd go fishing. So I don't know if this was it was this clear back then or or if it kind of got built up over time but what it became is me one-on-one -on -one with someone like bonding um in a lake uh with <laughs> bucket hats on and you know just chilling and talking with a cooler of like sandwiches and drinks and uh and we'd really you know go for it uh but that never happened uh, with him or anyone else. And I've had a couple opportunities to fish other than that. And I just was like, if I'm not gonna really go for it, I'm not gonna go for it. So uh, they, when we went on the boat, they brought an extra one for me, which was really nice. And at first I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll try it. If everyone else is doing it, what am I not gonna do it? And, uh, and I got it in my hand and I unhooked the hook and it just didn't feel right. And um, and plus it, it wasn't a big boat as, you know, but just pontoon, you know, not, I don't know if you've been on one, but it's just not huge. So everyone was like in a corner or the side and I didn't have a place enough where I was comfortable to like, you know, do the old uh, flick and swim. Uh, <laughs> that's not what it's called. I'm an uncle too. Uh, <laughs> he he had a little he's like two-ish and he's in a phase where he just likes to throw stuff so we were worried that he would throw his fishing rod but it was fake it had just like a little fake fish on the end it didn't have a hook in case you know uh so i just hung out with him and i guess i kind of fished with him even though it wasn't real in any capacity <laughs> uh but I did have a rod in my hand, gross. Um, <laughs> uh, and, um, cause, cause he, I had to hold it with him because uh, he would throw it. So I had to keep my hand under it at all times. And I made that gross by saying it, it was gross, but it's all good. Uh, so it was a really fun day and I ended up sticking to my guns. And I don't know if that's a good thing 
um because what we also talked about in therapy was and let me know what you guys think in the comments uh i wonder if anyone has commented yet uh ever on any of the podcasts uh but (laughs) um it's so weird i trip over that every week i know but uh i really want to get these out darn it i've been super busy um pontooning it uh no but i have I have things in my mind that I don't want to do unless it's with a girl. And just because I like I like it better with a girl, so why do it not as good like alone or with a friend? It doesn't mean as much. Cuz those things like I'm thinking um uh like a pumpkin patch. Like I've done that with with friend with one friend I think and then I and then I did it with girlfriends and that was or I did it with one girlfriend um but uh but that's just a thing that you don't do unless unless you're with a girl man I don't know or or if you have kids then 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 you could do everything that would be awesome um yeah, there's like not an excuse to do anything, uh, not do anything, because um, you have to show them everything for the first time and stuff. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> trail off. Um, uh, yeah, so pumpkin patch is one of the things you you don't want to do, and I think the day that I would do it, I would feel sad, be like, this is not as fun as it should be. But then if I do do it with a girl later, I think I'll look back on that time and be like, man, like he really stuck through it and he made it and now he's with a girl and he's killing it. Um, Not that you can't be killing it without a girl, which is something I'm working on. Uh, It was just a fundamental belief of me, of mine, that it's not like life isn't as good as it could be without a girl. I don't know where I got that from, and I don't know why it stayed so long. Um, and it's true, it's awesome with a girl friend, you know, a girl that you love and stuff, but it also could rip when it's just you in a different way. And so I'm, I'm, really, I'm really starting to appreciate being single. Um, and I didn't plan on talking about like almost any of this stuff, which is funny because that's all always what ends up happening I have like a loose outline and then I talk about stuff that I didn't even think I wanted to or needed to talk about I don't remember what I was saying oh life rips with um being single too uh and like I acknowledge the things that were better being single uh earlier in my development (laughs) of who I am now and it's it's weird thinking about people watching this months from now and I'll be completely different from even now. So when you're seeing this, you'll hopefully I'll be even more progressed. Um, and uh, but I still want to hear what you relate to and and stuff like that in, in the comments or DMs. You don't have to make it like public. Just let me know. I'd love to talk to you about it. 
and keep in touch with me. So, uh, yeah, being being single reps. Um, yeah, so I acknowledged I acknowledged the things, but I didn't appreciate them because I was like, well, I just would totally rather be with a girl. Um, specifically the last one. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to cry. Um, <laughs> I'm not even close to crying, but that's like sometimes the laugh I do right before I cry or right as I'm crying. And who knows what I was saying. I think that was it. I'm just appreciating. I'm trying to think of the things I appreciate. Well, I wouldn't have gone on the boat without... Uh, I wouldn't have gone. I would have been with my girl. Uh, and so I, th that's something that I appreciate. And I didn't... Um, I wouldn't have done. I, I'm closer with people that I, I would have never even met or I would have barely seen. Uh, because I just would have been satisfied with my girlfriend that I wouldn't have to go to other people to I wouldn't even have time to to do that so I'm appreciating that and there's other things I'm sure and I can't remember um, and I'll try to think of them for maybe next time um, well dude uh, I visited Pete those two weeks in a row and more than that before that so I definitely would have done that uh, yeah, so I'm just appreciating building the relationships that I haven't, uh, I didn't get to foster as, as thoroughly as I would have with a girlfriend, and maybe I talked about that before, um, but now I'm seeing the fruits of it. There's, there's other stuff that isn't, like, relational, like, you know, um, relationship like friend relationships um that are perks uh like fantasy football i'm in <laughs> i'm in four leagues and i had three drafts in one day and that was crazy it was fun but you know it's too much in one day uh but <laughs> so I, I i don't know if i would have been or i might not take it as seriously or something and i love football so I'm gonna watch every game as I can, as many games as I can, uh, since I'm single and there's no reason not to. Last year I had a deal with myself because two years before that, I did try to watch every game because it was like pandemic still kind of. And I was home a lot and stuff, uh, but I had a girlfriend at that time too. And it sounds like I, I've had girlfriends now that it seems like I've had girlfriends too much. Um, uh, which I don't think so because I've only had three in 25 years but um, the last two have been back to back so that's the only reason why uh, so yeah that year 2021 um, it I think someone's here but I watched I tried to watch every game if it was semi-convenient and uh, and I think it took a toll on my relationship because she didn't care for football, which I like that she didn't really care for sports. Because if you care for sports that much, you're weird. Um, and I'm weird, so. Uh, and I, I like to think I have a healthy balance with that. Um, so I'd rather have someone who's not into sports and like level-headed 
than someone who's super into sports and is like doesn't see the beauty of it all and um you know how silly sports are and <laughs> how you would root for someone if you if they were on your team but as soon as they get traded you hate them and then when they go from another team to yours you love them like it's really you know arbitrary and silly but you know that's what sports are but i understand that it's we're kind of playing just pull we're literally playing make believe like this guy's from new york but he plays for the 49ers in california uh you know so who cares um they're not really from there and that doesn't make it any less special or anything um but we're just kind of making believe that they're a representation of our city um oh so <laughs> what i appreciate about being single so last year i made the the deal with myself um to for the sake of my relationship to only watch the Steeler game and then for whatever reason if we couldn't be together i would watch other games but uh and I, that that seemed to work, as, uh, except we broke up. But uh, <laughs> during that time, it seemed to work. Um, and so now I have no no real excuse to not watch everything uh, as much as I can. So I'm excited for that. And the year I watched all the games, I won the fantasy football. So maybe I'll just uh, be a billionaire since I'm in four, four leagues um, by watching football and, and knowing about it. Uh, my dad broke his leg. Isn't that crazy? It actually happened the day before I recorded this last one, like, you know, 12 hours before, but I wasn't ready to talk about it and process it. Uh, it was when he was visiting here and my Myrtle parents came to visit the beach house that they're at because um, cause I wanted to see it and hang out and play cards. And so I took them the back way to, um, dang, that's crazy. If I, if I wouldn't have taken them the back way, he might have not fallen. But uh, yeah, so we went the back way because we wanted to show them the, um, uh, pool first and they like the pool and stuff and then we walked up the back stairs and I was like this is the house and then one of the girls who was staying there was like hey Tommy I'm gonna entertain them for you but your dad fell in, in the front out there you might want to check on him and I was like okay uh, and she she said it in kind of a way that it was a funny fall she didn't say it kind of the way I said it. She, she, she tried to keep like the vibe going for the parents, my Myrtle parents. But uh, so she was like, "Hey, I'll entertain them, Tommy. I think your dad fell, so you might want to check on that." Anyway, so this is the kitchen, and <laughs> and so I was like, uh, "Okay," and and I go out there and I hear ah ah it, like the like the Peter Griffin. Um, <laughs> the Peter Griffin meme or whatever. Um, <laughs> thankfully, 
Oh no, I'm thinking of something else. Peter Griffin when he's like all like that. Um, it wasn't like that, thankfully. It was just like the ah, ah. So, um, at least that made me laugh. <laughs> and we, there was like four or five people out there tending to him and it just happened so he didn't know. He came down to greet the Myrtle Pants and he just missed us. And um, the way it was like dusk and the way the stairs are, they were gray. And you it's hard to tell how many stairs were left. And he thought there weren't any stairs left, but there was one more. So he, he skipped that step and fell farther than he thought. And he, like if this is his foot, he landed like this. And so he broke his ankle and then um, this is his shin. Uh, and since this went like that, this, the pressure of him falling on the side of his foot broke his, the, the two bones going up the, the shin. So, terrible and and we didn't know this at the time and we were hoping it was just like a sprained ankle or a rolled ankle or whatever and uh and he was laying there and he was afraid to look at it and uh one of the guys that was staying with us is a cop and um uh so he was like technically a first responder or whatever so he looked at it and he's like okay it doesn't look bad like nothing's poking out or anything um which is funny because it just, it didn't look bad, but it was really bad. But it could have been like blown up, swelling, and it not actually be anything. Uh, so that's comforting <laughs> to know. <laughs> if something bad happens to you, you don't know until you get like an x-ray or whatever. And they were debating him even going to the hospital because, you know, they're all short-staffed and it takes forever and it's probably nothing. It's probably just something rolled and you, they can't even do anything about it. So thank goodness they actually went and they were there, I think six hours from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. or something. Uh, so it was bad, but um, it was my, both my parents went and, and then I stayed at the house to play cards because I'm a good son and <laughs> I feel bad about that, but they couldn't really do anything with me there. I guess I could have just been emotional support. But they told me, like, I would have gone, but they were like, no, just stay, play cards and stuff. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to say no to having fun over sitting in a hospital. And it definitely was the wrong move, and I feel bad about that. But uh, <laughs> part of me <laughs> is so stupid and so selfish. <laughs> I wanted to be there at the house while everyone was making jokes about it because that's like cathartic for me and I just like to laugh and especially something that terrible I need to laugh at so I I wanted to be there for all the jokes for for when they were fresh I didn't want people to tell me them after you know after they were funny and stuff they're like oh yeah John last night said blah 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 um, <laughs> so there's no John in the, at the house, but yeah, so I did, I did get to hear the jokes and make the jokes. So that was good. 
Um, and then later, uh, I said, hey, do you want me to bring anything, you know, to make it better for you guys? And and she said, my mom said a pillow and some waters and a charger. So I brought two pillows because one was really fluffy and one was really hard. And I didn't know which one they wanted. And so I was like, I'll just bring both. And so it ended up really working out because, uh, you know, COVID or whatever, it's theft and low supplies, supply chain, whatever. They didn't have any more wheelchairs at the hospital, which like blows my mind. And I didn't see anyone else wheeling around. So I don't know how that works exactly. I don't know if they just had zero and they're like, we probably don't need that. But it was it was like a, a mix between a forklift and a, and a wheelchair. You had to clasp it to clasp two rods together again rods uh, you know uh, like a kind of like a lawnmower you guys know what that is <laughs> yeah have you, have you ever heard of grass um, <laughs> so you clasp it together and then it locks otherwise and um, and then you push but it was a super uncomfortable that's where the kind of forklifts comes in it was like not comfortable at all um, and so this the one pillow they put to prop up his leg and the other pillow he used to make the chair more comfortable so they're like thank you for bringing two because they laughed at me at first like why did you bring two uh and so i'm a good i'm a good son after all um and i stayed a little bit and then um and then i had work the next day or something so i had to go to sleep um but I kept my ringer on in case any, they needed anything um, and they'd wake me up. Uh, yeah, so that's my dad and my dad broke his leg. And so he might need surgery, but we don't know yet. Um, but he might be healed by now, if you're listening to this. Uh, I've been doing stand-up every week for a while now, which is really good. And I'm proud of myself and every time I'm like, I don't need to do this. I don't have good enough material. I don't have new material, blah, blah, blah. It's far. It takes a long time. I'm tired. I did a lot today. I have a lot to do tomorrow. There's just so many reasons not to do something, anything, but especially stand up. I know the crowd's going to be bad. You know, that thing. Um, so last week, the day after, I did the podcast last week. Uh, I went to a place called Caspin Coffee in Merle's Inlet, I think, and technically, and um, and it's just like this tiny coffee shop, really small, and there were like 15 people there max, including they share a space with a ceramicist, which is uh, the proper term uh, for the person who makes ceramics, because potter is a stupid you know when you hear potter you think harry so i think they made up ceramicist to <laughs> to make them sound a little more uh, upscale fancy sophisticated so uh so there's a ceramicist in the back and she was having people in there it seemed like they were just friends they weren't even doing ceramics but um whatever i don't care but they weren't really listening, so that kind of bummed me out. But there were other 10 people 
uh, there, which like filled the room, um, like the perimeter of the room. And uh, and so, um, so yeah, it was. There were some younger people there, uh, and so that's obviously more my crowd because you want to talk to who your peers are. And uh, I did okay there, and it was one of my better written bits that I'm really proud of, but they didn't laugh as much as I wanted, especially for that kind of crowd. And, and that's okay, but uh, I think the first, the first time someone does comedy in a place, people need to get used to like, because it's vulnerable to laugh. And especially in front of other people and you know it's especially with the daytime and the lights are on and all that stuff uh, so it's because it's considered like impolite to laugh really loud in public other than um, at a comedy show um, but I do that all the time so I performed it pretty well which is always something that I usually there's something like oh I forgot to say this I rushed through that or I fumbled this and and that one I felt pretty good about and then I the next um, well when I sat down a guy that's seen me like maybe three times was like that was that was your best that was your best written bit that was good and I think he's like my age and uh, and for, I was like. I obviously said thank you, and I was very pleased that he said that, but I was like, you saw me three times, man. Um, but anyway, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then there weren't that many people there because that was the first open mic they had there. And the host, Mike, said that you could come up again if you want to. And I was like, well, I don't want to... I didn't prepare more material and stuff. I'm not gonna do that. And then, and I was like, eh, it might be fun to kind of just go up loosey goosey and be like, you know, take these with a grain of salt. These are half baked kind of things that I haven't uh, done in a while or ever. So that's it's it's way low lower pressure. And I warmed up the audience already with I warmed my my own I warmed up the audience for myself basically already so I was like yeah I'm gonna go for it and I had to be at dinner in like 30 minutes or something with my family uh, but I didn't um, you know I didn't have to go right then so I was like I have time so I'm just gonna sit in my car anyway so let's let's go for it and that went better than my prepared written thing that were really good Laugh-wise, at least. What was I going to say? Who knows? Who knows? We don't know. What I was saying is it went really well. And I did some more absurdist stuff, which I didn't know how that crowd would take, but they totally was with it. And there was, there was some dark stuff in there, too. And they were cool with that, <laughs> which is good. Um, and someone, like, audibly said, like, yeah, I like that darker stuff or something. Something to, something to that effect, and I was like, okay, bet. Um, I thought someone was here, maybe they are. Um, 
And then last night I did stand up as well. Um, I did it, I didn't think I could, but I ended up going to the open mic right before my first softball game. And I'm thankful that it lined up like that. It's it really cool to do two very different things that I love back to back. And, um, and so I did the open mic at Benjamin's uh, Bakery, which is a super good place if you're anywhere near here. Uh, the chai lattes are crazy good. You need to get them. Uh, I got them like every week or every day, every day um, when my parents were here because they were paying. <laughs> uh, but it was it was another old crowd and small crowd, and I barely got any laughs. But my my hardest laugh, and this is so frustrating, was I have a I have a bit about how. Um, someone made fun of me for having, for liking chai lattes and drinking chai lattes a lot. And, uh, and I don't know who told, like why he thinks that drinking coffee is like a manly thing because it's literally just watered down beans. Like if you're a real man, you're going to crunch on some beans, some raw beans. so I, I never said that last part before in that bit where I say you should just be crunching on some beans. That's the only manly thing. Um, and that, that was like the least funny thing that I said that was like a punchline. Um, and it, it's not even really a punchline. It's like a, uh, a decorative filler uh, of a joke. And that's the hardest thing that they laughed at, which made me mad because... I don't know, old people like the simpler stuff and uh, don't like the kind of witty, highbrow, absurdist kind of things that I like to do, um, which is fine. But I don't, I find myself doing some, some slight variations on my jokes that I think older people would like more. And I don't want to make a habit of that because that's not who I want to make that's not who I want to make fun me to. <laughs> that's not who I want to make funny to. Simple as that. So, uh, like long term, I want, you know, people, I want the young people to like me. And, because uh, that's the future. I'm the future. Um,. But yeah, so it, it's annoying that they, they don't like the higher brow thing. But uh, after after I went up, um, I held the door for a lady that was coming in and, uh, well, back in, because she, she was doing smoking break. Um, she was doing smoking. <laughs> yeah, and she was on her way back in and I held the door for her on my way out to softball. And she was like, oh, what you said was so relatable. I, you know, I have really bad time with directions and I, I love chai lattes too. <laughs> and so she seemed to enjoy it, but I think maybe old people don't, just don't laugh as much. And they just kind of like quietly enjoy it. Like, <laughs> and you know, that's fine. As long as they enjoy it, that's all I really care about. But obviously the best barometer for me is knowing is hearing the laughter because I know that then that works. 
but so I think maybe that's why I don't like um, performing for old people as much just because they don't laugh as much just because it's like in their nature they've laughed too many times they're like ah you know I've heard it all or it's too much energy to laugh literally which is so sad um, but one thing I'm really proud of uh, last night I thought of like I said I did something about directions and if you know about Myrtle Beach I think it's other places too but there's um there's a road called 17 and it's it splits off into 17 business and 17 bypass which 17 business just means that there's more businesses there and then the other way is I guess more residential and more of a freeway kind of deal and um and so I, I called, I said, if, yeah, people say, like, go down 17 business and then cross over 544 and hop on the 17 casual or whatever. And I never said that before. And I never made that connection, but I knew there was something there in that joke because it's actually 17 bypass. I don't have to explain the joke now because I feel like I might have went over people's heads that don't live here, but um, business and casual are two different ways to dress <laughs> so I thought it'd be funny to say 17 business and then go over 544 go to 17 casual um you know so <laughs> so I was proud of that and that got that got some chuckies um <laughs> that's what I call laughs chuckles uh <laughs> I never called it that before um yeah so I'm, I'm proud I'm proud that I wrote something on stage which almost never happens on purpose but as I was saying it I I kind of I did that thing where I let it flow through me so I wish I could do that more and I don't know how to do that but I guess I'm learning little 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 by little because um, it just happened last night so uh, something something I, I talked about last week with my therapist was um observing your feelings because I, I told her I had a problem and we're running up on time here but um, I had a problem this is one of the last things I'll say uh, I had a problem uh, like I would I would go through phases where I'd feel like oh I'm completely feel good and I'm not really thinking about like bad stuff and then days where I would just be like sad and like overthinking and um, all, just all that, like having just big, you know, emotional roller coasters. And I was like, I want to be able to more just so, you know, dip my toe in. Cause I, I do want to feel those feelings and acknowledge those feelings because I think it's unhealthy and it'll just build up inside you if you don't address and acknowledge those. But, um, uh, So I was like, yeah, I don't know how to do that. I just want to like kind of dip my toe in and, you know, just kind of, you know, not, not just like nosedive in, in there and just be drowning for days or be running around playing completely dry. Um, and, and I just didn't feel like I had it in between. And she basically just said, 
acknowledge your feelings and observe your feelings, but don't identify with them. I don't know if that makes sense to everyone out there, um, but if it doesn't make sense, leave it in the comments. Maybe I or someone else could explain it further to you. Um, so, because I can't think of how to how to say it right now, um, but if I wrote it down, <laughs> this is how I write. <laughs> I'm ambidextrous. Uh, <laughs> imagine someone writing like that, like the the beginning and then the middle of a sentence and then it ends. Wow, that'd be so funny. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, so yeah, acknowledging your feelings and um, observing them without identifying with them. So uh, I had a bad dream and I woke up like with anxiety and overthinking. When I noticed that I was feeling that way, I, I said to myself, good job, big boy. You have big feelings. <laughs> and uh, not, not in a condescending way. I don't know if that's how it came off, but like, oh yeah, like it's really, really let that out. Explore, explore that. And once I said that, it just like felt immediate relief, like release of that tension. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then I went right back to sleep. Um, and, uh, and so I just, I recognized that that was just like my ego egoing, um, and <laughs> egoing on and on. Uh, and that was like a jealous thing that, um, that my ego was hurt by. <clears throat> so, which didn't even really happen because it was a dream, but, um, yeah, I, I identified that and then it, it totally subsided and uh, if, you, if you can it's and once I remembered I had to do that I implemented it really well but um, but sometimes you forget and and uh, and so if you if you need that in your life definitely try that out if you haven't yet just uh, acknowledge it's hard to identify when you're mad because you're mad and you just want to be mad but if you get get to a place where you know that you're mad and you don't want to be be like I see you okay I know it's hard because that's not who you really are deep down is this angry person it's really your true self deep you know deep inside you and your ego is the one that's mad he's like the fickle person that you inside that you can't wrangle sometimes but if if you're in touch with your inner true self more you could calm the ego down um and that's like a lot of spiritual stuff is figuring out your true self and in taming the ego not that the ego is bad bad thing because you need the ego sometimes for business stuff but do you need business stuff don't know don't know um so yeah when i went this week to therapy i was like i feel so much better because of that advice and I kept doing that throughout the week and um, and instead of like doing a nosedive and and just drowning for days I would do like a quick cannonball uh, go in and then come right pop right back up and like I was dry immediately um, in the good way and uh, and so so I've 
just been that's been really helping me a lot is what I'm saying and uh, she said like think of um, think of yourself as a lion tamer with your emotions if that helps so I think I thought of that a few times I don't know if I really needed needed that uh, imagery but it did help me especially at first um, but uh, with with being happy I think I think of a video, I'm going to try to find it, um, of a turtle, um, a turtle trying to get on top of a log and just stay there and chill, but, you know, it's a log, so it's going to flip, and, um, and so he kept trying to get up, he would get up, and then he'd fall back down, uh, and then he'd try to get up, and the, since him trying to get up makes the log go, it's still spinning by the time he gets up there and then he falls back down. Um, and so I think with happiness, it's like that because uh, the you try to get up the log and it's really hard to get up the log and once you get there, it's hard to stay there. Um, especially if you've been sad for a long time, the bottom of the log is waterlogged, so that's heavier. So, um, so it's even if you do get to the top, um, it might flip back over just because you've been sad for so long, it's the default. And, um, and so really the work that I'm trying to do is uh, try to keep flipping it over as much as I can. And eventually the uh, waterlogged side or the sad side um, will be flipped on its head and uh, I'll have the sunny side up. Um, so that's like the happiness. And I don't know if this is totally tracking with you guys, but um, if you keep turning a log over, it's gonna flip. And the, the bottom side will be waterlogged, so your default will be happy. And, um, and then you just kind of try to stay at the top, but it's hard to get, get on top for a long time. And if you do, you can't get too worried about it because if you stay too long at the bottom it's going to get waterlogged fully again and you have to start all over, all over so you have to keep it's like a discipline um to to stay happy i think so that's that was a visual that i i popped in my head as a as a allegory imagery whatever you want to call it um for happiness and i think uh i think i'm really turning it over a lot which is exciting and i feel blessed and uh, happy that I have the opportunity to do that and I can follow through with it at this time in my life. Um, and you know, sometimes you don't even get that opportunity and, uh, and you have to make it, but you don't have the facilities or faculties or whatever you want to say to make it. And then you get, you get lost and uh, that freaking sucks. And I'm sorry if any of you guys are going through that right now. And, you know, that's life. So I know I'm gonna be back there. Hopefully it's not for a long, long time. Um, and, you know, I have the abilities to keep flipping and, and discipline, uh, have discipline with the, with the flipping, <laughs> discipline with the flipping. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm thankful and I talked about that. I think that probably helped too, because I talked about being grateful. 
and um, seeing the magic in every moment. Uh, a lot of times we only want, we have this idea of magic and like magical things. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of one that, like, oh, a boat ride, you know, on, on beautiful, you know, it's a gorgeous day, the water's clear, all this stuff. But when we went, it was overcast, so you didn't see the sun at all, which I kind of liked because I would have been way too hot. Um, but that's not like the idyllic boat day uh, without any sun. Um, and the water <laughs> looks like Pepsi. Uh, it's really dark, and um, I'll, I'll do a picture of it that I took of the back of the boat um, with the water going through the engine. Uh, <laughs> So, um, but there was magic still because I had the, that's how I perceive things more now is, um, you know, we had our family <laughs> together and I had this beautiful bonding moment with the one um, two-year-old fishing and, uh, and that's magical too. And um, so you gotta see the magic in little things and, and it's not always gonna be grand uh, grand things. Even even in the shower, like oh, I I just love the heat on my body. It just feels so good. Like that's magic too. You just have to be appreciative of it and see it. My therapist said, think of um, feelings as kind of like funny jack in the boxes, and like they're constantly turning, and then sometimes they surprise you and blindside you. But like just like be like ah, you got me, man. Ah, you just, <laughs> you got me with that sadness. Oh man. Okay, well, let's put you back down. And that's basically it. You just, um, you're like, ah, sadness, alone. Oh, anger. What are you doing there? Come on. And then you throw them back in there, and then it just keeps going. And you shut it when it when it when it pops. That's all. Just shut the boxes. <laughs> wow, that makes it sound so easy. And it can be, but we make it complicated. We love to make it complicated. Um, so the other thing is, uh, we're trying to work on balance a lot. And, you know, that's always a never-ending thing of, you know, work and play and all that stuff. We talked about kind of enjoying being in the driver's seat, because this is kind of a driver's seat time in my life. Uh, like I'm really gripping the wheel and taking turns and whatever you're, whatever. Um, going up a hill, running up that hill. I don't know that song, um, but I know I like it from Stranger Things. Um, something like that, right? Yeah. Um, but really you're driving up that hill, meaning like, you know, progressing in, in my life, uh, emotionally and, uh, careerly. <laughs> um, but you, you want to be driving, but you also don't want to miss the beautiful sunset that's happening. Uh, and if you keep your eyes on the road, you don't see the beautiful, the beauty. And if you keep your eyes on the beauty, you're going to crash. So you need to you know, keep that flow, that beautiful balance. That's what I'm trying to work on. It's 
and every day it's hard and every day you know it, it doesn't have to be every day has to be a balance it could be one day you work really hard and the next day you just chill and if that's what you want to do um i guess at this point it has to be more work than play but uh it doesn't mean you can't have no play uh or relax or whatever you want to whatever your um antithesis to the other thing is um so that's what i wanted to say about that and uh and you know when we talked about this in the therapy she said that i'm doing really good and that feels amazing because obviously therapy therapies therapies is just trapeziists <laughs> know know best um about that stuff so that's the ultimate compliment and she said you seem more free which is something that i said about someone else i was like i saw this video and they just seem so free and like i don't feel that way um and and i'm jealous that they're like that and i'm also sad that i'm not like that and um she said yeah you're totally way freer uh and just judging by the way that the stuff that I told her and and I was like wow yeah I am because that was one of the first sessions where where I talked about the the free like I value being free really really a lot and um yeah it's beautiful that um I've came so far and and it doesn't even feel like that long and I haven't hasn't felt a lot like work because it's, I don't know, it's come decently easy. And, um, but the hard part is, is the little, little disciplines every day. Um, uh, if you quit doing those, then, then you, you flip that log really quick, but, um, it's not that hard if you just keep, keep making that choice. The, the hard part is the choice, but the actual going through with it usually isn't that bad. Um, every once in a while it gets, it gets tough, but, um, but a lot of times it's just little, little decisions, um, and disciplines to get you there. Um, and one of the things that, uh, we kind of talked about how I'm free, um, like feeling free, uh, one of the girls that I talked about, uh, last, last episode, um, that seven-year-old with the little kid philosophy that blew my mind um she whew, i'm really hot now I'm, now i'm worried that, that the um video is not working for some reason but uh um <laughs> but she said uh she she gave everyone these satchel thingies the, you know the dresses and um <laughs> um uh and I, I put it on and was like happy to do it and you know, just did it the whole week and and her mom complimented me to my mom about like, oh I love how game he was to just do that. And uh and that's like being free is like embracing your inner child and not being bothered by, you know, life's worries. And that's kinda what I think about as free and um so like getting in touch with your inner kid is a good way to, to be free. And 
so that's like one of the examples of me feeling free and being more free. Wow, we did it. This one was a good one, man. Um, geez, I hope it worked. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Truly, truly, truly. Um, you know, subscribe, um, like it, kiss it, don't want to miss it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you know what to do. And it truly matters, and you truly matter. And don't forget that, what is that, what is that saying that I coined? <laughs> uh, discipline those boxes? Was that it? I don't know. You know what I said. <laughs> uh, if you don't, go back and listen. Um, yeah, shut those boxes. That's what you should remember. Ding, 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 ah! Aloneness. See ya. All right, thank you. <laughs> that ended weird. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you, and I hope this made you think, and stay in touch, please. What's up, fellas? Oh. Is this lighting better? Or it's the same? <laughs>